Man and the Family by Ralph Moody, University of Nebraska Press, 1951, Chapter 20, Mother's Inspiration. Thank you, Father, that we have a book like this printed on paper with ink that we can understand. You've given us language. You've given us uh, writing, things that we can grasp and understand and that you can communicate to us through uh, using the scriptures and the word, the very word of God, and and even to communicate uh, things like this that are passed down through the centuries so that we can remember history. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanksgiving was usually one of our best days. As far as dinners went, there were, that one in 1910 was a good one too. I traded a couple of my rabbits for a turkey hen, and we had all the vegetables and other things to go with it, but it just didn't seem like Thanksgiving. Grace was getting strong enough that she could do quite a little work, but as she grew stronger, mother seemed to be growing weaker. It wasn't only that she was still got dizzy over the cook stove, but her back ached all the time, and she couldn't sit down through supper without dropping off to sleep. Though I'd kept the cookery orders so small ever since we had the measles that my collections wouldn't pay all the grocery bill, mother could hardly get them out. And we'd had to sell part of the fruit she'd canned in the summer so we could buy the underwear and shoes we needed for the winter. Grace and I knew that more than half of what ailed mother was that she was worried about winter coming on before we were ready for it. But we didn't know how to stop her from worrying. She wouldn't let Grace do very much about the cooking, and the only job I could find was sorting onions. Earlier in the fall, after the days had begun to get shorter, we'd started hooking a big rug in the dining room. Usually, Mother ripped whatever old wool clothes we had to use. Then, as we children hooked on the rug after supper, she'd sew the pieces into long strips and read to us. That Thanksgiving night, after I finished my chores and the girls had done the dishes, Muriel asked if we could do Julius Caesar. On the ranch, we'd often read plays in the evenings, and we knew our own lines in Julius Caesar. Of course, each of us had to be two or three different people, but Mother was Cassius Philip was Caesar, and I was Mark Anthony. It went all right at first, only that I forgot to keep on hooking when I was saying the speech about friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears, and Muriel thought she, instead of how ought to be Metellus, Metellus Simber. Then, two or three uh, times, when it was Cassius's turn, Mother forgot her line and had to be reminded. I watched her as I hooked a strip of red rag through the burlap and could see that she was having trouble to keep the lids from slipping down over her eyes. When they were open, when they were open, they were looking at the strips of cloth she was trying to sew, but straight ahead at the, oh, when they were open, they weren't looking at the strips of cloth she was trying to sew, but straight ahead at the calendar on the far wall. <clears throat> Suddenly, they came wide open, and she said, haven't I seen that building somewhere? I looked at the calendar and said, I suppose you have. I guess most everybody has. That's the Brown Palace Hotel in Denver. Mother's face brightened, as I hadn't seen it do for months. Children, she said, I think I have an idea. This may be one of the best Thanksgivings we've ever had. Drop what you're doing and let's get right to bed. We must be up bright and early in the morning. Ralph, you might give Lady a quarter of the chickens cracked corn. You and I are going to Denver tomorrow. Mother always thought I drove horses too fast and used to tell me slow and steady goes far in the day. But that next morning... She was the one who wanted to hurry. We got away from home right after breakfast, and by half past eight, we were nearly to the Capitol building in Denver. Of course, I didn't come out right and ask Mother what she was going to do in Denver, but I came as close to it as I could, and all the answer she would give me was, 
I think the Lord spoke to me last night, not in real words, but in inspiration. If what I have in mind works out, I shall know that he did. When we were in front of the Capitol, she said, now, son, let's see if we can find a vacant space at the curb in front of the Brown Palace Hotel. I have some business to talk over with the manager there. It hadn't seemed so chilly driving into Denver, but I thought I'd freeze sitting out in front of the hotel waiting for mother. I don't suppose she was in there more than half an hour, but between cold and wondering what kind of business she could have with the manager, it seemed like a week. When she did come out, she was a colored, there was a colored portrait with her, and she was carrying a bundle half as big as she was. I climbed over into the back of the wagon to help her lift it in. But it didn't weigh more than 20 pounds. And when I jumped down to help Mother, she seemed as happy as though she'd just found an old friend. Mother usually sat up pretty straight. But driving to church, but driving to church, or when she was real proud about something, she always seemed to sit about two inches taller. That's the way she was sitting when we turned south on Broadway. Son, son, she said, there's no question but what we received that divine guidance last night. We have a nice bundle of lace curtains to do up for the Brown Palace. I know just how to do them, I'm sure. I watched when I was a girl visiting friends in Portland. The washing is very easy. The trick is in the careful, even stretching and mending. I'll tell you all about it as we drive along. Of course, this is a trial batch. We won't be paid anything for it, but if we can do a good job on them, and I'm sure we can, we'll be paid 30 cents a pair, and we have all we can do. After I helped Mother down at the, our front gate, I unhitched Lady, watered her, and gave her another quart of the chicken's cracked corn. Then I carried the bundle of curtains into the house. Mother was still upstairs changing her clothes, and Grace was with her. I put the bundle on the table in the dining room and went over to look at a picture on the calendar. Every window on the front of the brown palace was draped with lace curtains. As I came down the stairs, I heard Mother telling Grace, except for the ruffles, there's no ironing at all to doing up lace curtains. While they are still wet from the starch water, they are simply stretched onto a frame as a painter stretches his canvas. Then she saw me and said, while Grace and I are getting at once ready, son, do you think you could whack us together a frame for the curtains? I don't think it should be very difficult. It's just a matter of sawing off the pieces of narrow board, bolting the corners together firmly, and pounding in a row of brads all the way around the edge. While Mother was talking, she went over to her writing desk, took out the key to Father's big tool chest, and gave it to me. Suppose you get the joint ruler, the joint rule out of the tool chest, she said. The first thing we should do is measure one of the curtains so as to find out just how large to make the frame. I was only gone a couple of minutes to get the rule. When I came back, Grace and Mother had the bundle unwrapped. Inside, there was a cloth bag, like a great big pillowcase, stuffed full of wadded up curtains. Mother reached her hand into the end of the bag and pulled one out. She gave it a shit sharp flip, the way she always shook a sheet before she hung it on the clothesline, then held it up in her outstretched hands. Oh my, she said. This is sort of a raggedy old one, isn't it? Well, so much the better. It's lucky I got hold of this one first. It will do very nicely to experiment with. School was closed that Friday, and all the younger children were standing around watching Mother. Now, let us see. Let us see. Hmm. We'll have to find a space large enough to lay this out flat on the floor for measuring. Philip, could you and Muriel push the chairs way back off the parlor carpet? Here, Gracie, you and Ralph catch hold of the corners so we can spread it out nice and smooth. I couldn't do it, though. There was only one corner on my end of the curtain. The other one looked as though a puppy had chewed it off. I got hold of the best I could, and we carried it into the parlor, but we couldn't spread it out nice and smooth. The whole thing was stiff and crinkled up like a piece of crumpled chicken wire, and some of the holes in it were nearly as big enough for me to crawl through. 
Mother pinched her upper lip with her thumb and finger. Hmm, she said again, if I washed and ironed it first, it would be, no, I can't do that. It might shrink. We have to know the exact size to make our frame. Now, let me see. Suppose, Gracie, that you and Muriel each take a corner on this end with Phil while Philip and Hal take the other two. Then you can stretch it right out four ways while Ralph and I do the measuring. That didn't work at all. Each of the edges curved in, and the corners pulled out the points that looked like the label on a bar of Fell's naphtha soap. The middle still humped up like a range of mountains, and the holes began to tear wider. No, 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 Mother called. We mustn't injure it. Lace curtains have to be handled very carefully. I didn't see how we could injure it any more than it already was. But Mother had her head cocked over to one side and was pinching her upper lip again. So I kept quiet. Now, let me see, she said. There must be some way to do this. Hmm. Hmm. Well... If it was chicken wire, I said, I'd lay a board along one side of it, then put something heavy on the board to hold it down while I straightened out the edge of the wire. Well, now, Mother said, if I if it would work with chicken wire, I can't see why it wouldn't. It shouldn't work with a stiff curtain, but be sure to get a nice clean board. The only clean board I could find was one of the shelves from the fruit cellar, but it worked all right. Philip was the heaviest, so we stood him on one end of the boards to hold it down. Then Hal and Muriel stepped on as we pulled the curtain edge out straight and tight. Father used to say that if you measure twice, you only had to saw once. But Mother wouldn't let it go with that. And the more times we measured, the more different answers we got. Mother thought the size should come out in even feet, but it didn't. Common sense says that it should come out to an even number of feet, she kept saying, and I'd hate to get our frame made up the wrong size. Now, let's start all over again and see if it won't stretch out to an even eight feet without tearing. It wouldn't. It tore in the middle when we tried to make it go past seven feet and nine inches. When it popped, Mother straightened up on her knees and said, Oh, isn't that a shame? Well, as my father used to say, off we mar what's good by trying to do better. Let's just call it seven feet and nine inches, though I do think it might stretch a little farther when it's wet. I guess everybody else had forgotten about it not having had any lunch, so I said, Well, if I'm going to get the frame made before chore time, we'd better start measuring the end. Even then, Mother didn't think about lunch. She pinched her lips some more and said, it might be a waste of time, but let's measure the other side to do to, so to make assurance doubly sure. I don't want to make any mistakes on this first batch, and so much depends on the frame being just right. With one corner chewed off, the second side was twice as hard to measure as the first. Grace was the one who finally figured out where the corner would have been if there had been one. Then we always came out with a length on that side of eight feet and four inches. <clears throat> After all the practice we'd had on the sides, the ends went fairly easy. The top was three feet and seven inches. The bottom was four feet and four inches. Mother put both hands on her hips, looked at the ceiling and said, now just let me see. Were the Jordan's curtains wider at the bottom or than they were at the top? No, no, I'm sure they weren't. I can, I can see that stretcher in my mind's eye now. She squinted up one eye a little. No, she said. No, it was perfectly oblong. Then she stopped to pinch her lip a few times. Now let's see, what is the average of, what were those measurements? I'd forgotten most of them. We'd had so many, but Grace hadn't. Oh yes, Mother said now. Seven feet times 12 inches plus nine inches, and that plus eight feet times 12 plus, no, that isn't the way to do it. Now, let's take seven feet plus eight feet plus nine inches plus, we didn't, very often interrupt when we knew Mother was thinking, but Grace blurted out, eight feet and 
half an inch long by three feet, 11 and a half inches wide. <laughs> Mother let her hands drop from her hips and said, whew, well, that's a load off my mind. You see, it, it averages out to being within half an inch each way of being an even um, feet, eight, four by eight. And that's very logical, just twice as long as they are wide. My, I was worried for fear they might be odd shapes and sizes, but I feel a lot better now. Mother let me take her hand and help her a little as she got up onto her feet. Her knees seemed to be a little stiff, but she walked right out to the calendar of the, on the dining room wall. See, she called to us, just as I thought, with the exception of those arched windows on the seventh floor, this little row around the top and these big ones on the rounded corners, all the windows in the brown palace are exactly the same size. My, for a few minutes, I thought we might have to make different sizes of stretchers, and that would have been quite expensive. We'd used up so much time in measuring the curtains that I had to get right after my chores, and Mother wanted to have an early supper. Curtains were nearly the only thing talked about while we ate. Right after I'd done, right, no, right after I'd finished saying the blessing, Mother said to Grace, I'm just a little bit worried about the mending. Of course, this curtain we're using to experiment with is more holy than righteous, but I'm sure we'll find nothing worse than a broken thread here and there in the others. As beautiful a hotel as the Brown Palace would never put anything but the very finest curtains in its windows. Still, a careless guest might, have left a whip, might leave a window open so the curtain could blow out, catch on something, and tear. I was serving house plate, but I was thinking about much about it. I was remembering the kind of people I'd seen going into the Brown Palace that morning, and without really meaning to, I said, or one of those rich men might burn a hole in it with his cigar. Mother just glanced up at me for a moment and said, if he smoked. Then she went right on talking to Grace. The broken threads are very easy to mend. While the curtain is on the stretching frame, they are simply replaced with twist on the right on the right shade of the right shade. Of course, the knots must be very neatly made so as not to show, and the broken thread must be snipped away. But it's the larger holes that worry me. Imagine, I imagine they have to be mended on the stretcher too, and there must be a trick to doing it so that the mended place will neither pull nor sag. When it came to figuring things out, Grace could beat anybody I ever knew, and she must have figured the mending out before Mother ever mentioned it. I don't think it would be very hard, she said. If you wash and starch the twist right along with the curtain, they'd probably shrink and stretch right about the, the amount, about the right amount. Then, if you did the weaving in while they were both wet, I think it would be just about like turning a harp, just getting the same tightness on all the strings. I shouldn't have done it, but I blurted out, when did you ever tune the harp? <laughs> Grace didn't even bother to look at me. She just said never, but I think I could. I thought she probably could too. She just right, she went right on talking to mother, so I kept quiet till she finished. If Ralph could, Ralph could go right down to the village, could get a spool of twist before the OPCH closes, and then we could try it on the unrighteous one, so as to have the frame. So as soon as he has the frame made, I'd been wondering about the rest of the curtain in that bag ever since mother took the first one out. So I said, well, why don't we look at the rest of the curtains first? I'll bet there are a lot. Mother didn't look up from her plate, but Grace scowled as though I'd done something terrible. She didn't let me finish what I was saying, but snapped. If you don't hurry, the OPCH will be closed before you get there. The one price cash, cash house, that's OPCH, didn't close till six o'clock. And I knew I had enough time, but I knew I'd better keep quiet. So I finished my supper and went out to put the saddle on Lady. When I led her out of the barn, Grace was waiting for me. She 
held a little piece of curtain out toward me and said, now remember, it's silk twist you want and not thread. Show them this piece and tell them the color has to match exactly. All right, I said, but you don't have to be so crabby about everything. Well, why don't you use your head once in a while? She snapped at me. Don't you think mother knows just as well as you do what kind of curtains are probably in that bag? But she won't look at them till after we've gone to bed. And you better hurry so you, better, so you can get the frame made. She won't sleep a wink till she knows the first one is going to come out. I couldn't get exactly the right shade of twist, but it was pretty close. And I was back home with it in less than 20 minutes. With, while mother was giving me the tool chest key again, she said, now, this can't be any slap dash job. The corners will have to be square and true. And I'm measuring and measure carefully to see that you get it just exactly four feet by eight feet. Inside or out, Aster? Before she could answer, Grace said, neither. That's the size in the middle of the strips where the brads go. I was real careful about making the frame. I measured the sides exactly eight feet and two inches long and the ends four feet and two inches and mitered the corners just the way I'd seen father make picture frames. I'd been so busy I hadn't noticed how the time was getting away from me. And it was nearly nine o'clock when I took the frame in to show mother. At first she said, oh, what a beautiful job you've done. Then she stood back and looked at it with her head cocked a little. There's something just a bit strange. Let me see. I believe the Jordan's stretchers, stretcher had legs on it. Well, I said, I've got two, and I've got four two-foot pieces left over. I could put, can put legs on it easy enough. Grace was holding up the far end of the frame and looking at my corner joint. Almost before I had my mouth closed, she said, if you'd left them right on there, we could let it out and take it in by just changing the bolt holes. It made me a little mad to have her find fault with my job. So I said, what do you know about being a carpenter? How do you know, how do you, how do you think you keep the edges level if you keep, left the ends on? Mother clapped her hands together and said, no more bickering. It's a lovely job and I think it will work beautifully if you just tack some legs onto it so we can stand up against the wall. Now, to see how far apart the brads should go. Grace was humming, not in a real tune, but that you just wait and see what's going to happen, hum, like a mosquito in a bedroom. She only stopped long enough to say three quarters of an inch and was still humming when I took the frame back to the barn. When I had it finished and took it in the house, Grace and Mother were waiting for me. They had the curtain and the twist all washed and lying in the starch water. The curtain had shrunk quite a bit in the washing, and it took all three of us to get the top edge stretched out and hooked over the brads. But that first edge was nothing compared to the other three. The brads weren't strong enough and they'd bend if we didn't push each loop of thread clear to the bottom of them. And the heads had rough edges that scratched our fingers when we tried to stretch the loops over them. Before I realized it, I'd cut one of my fingers, um, one of my fingers bled on the curtain. Mother was afraid she might not be able to get the stain out if it dried, so we had to stop while she sponged it and put court plaster on my, on my finger. All three of us had to have court plaster on our fingers before long and we got the last edge hooked onto the brads. Some of the holes had torn a bigger, a little bigger in the stretching. We'd got the edges bloody in a dozen places and the pattern of the mesh was all scrambled up. We'd been so busy we'd forgotten all about the time. It wasn't until the last loop was hooked that mother noticed the clock. She caught her breath as though it had frightened her and said, good heaven, has something happened to the clock? Why, it's just after one o'clock. You children get to bed as fast as you can stiver. My. I shouldn't have let you stay up like this, and tomorrow's our cookery day. All Grace said was, you're coming too, aren't you? There's nothing that more we can do tonight. But I had to put my foot in my mouth again. Hadn't we better take the curtain off before we go, I said? It won't be any good this way. Grace was standing right beside me. She dug her thumb nearly half an inch into my back, and Mother cramped her mouth up tight as a new buttonhole. For a minute, her face was red, and I thought she was going to scold me. 
but she didn't. She just let her breath out easy, and her voice was real quiet when she said yes. We'll have to do it over, but we have gained considerable experience. I don't think it will hurt anything for us to hang it to hang right there until we have our cookery order behind us. Now, run right off to bed for bed. I'll be up a few minutes. And of course, we know his mom will not be up a few minutes. It'll be quite a while before she goes to bed. Nobody in the family seems to get enough sleep. I love you. Have a great day.